Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're talking tech. We are really talking about not your computer, you know, no, not the keyboard, not the mouse, not those things, but internet and IP and things that I get confused about. And so that's where it's going to be so much fun because my guest is going to explain these things to us. So please join me in welcoming Chris Parker to our program today. Welcome, Chris. Thank you so much for having me on, Deb. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you. So Chris Parker is the founder of whatismyipaddress.com, a tech-friendly website attracting over 6 million visits a month. Launched initially in 2000, in the year 2000 as a hobby, it became a side hustle. Then in 2014, when Chris was laid off, he devoted himself full-time to the website. Today, whatismyipaddress.com is among the top 3,000 websites in the U.S. and has been mentioned in the media by CNN, Fox News, The Washington Post, and others. Chris recently appeared as an expert in a nationally syndicated news story about romance scams. And trust me, we're not going to let that go. We're going to come back to that. So please uh, welcome again, Chris, to our program. Again, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to uh, talk with you and your audience today. Great, great. Well, you mentioned, uh, and let's, let's kind of go back a little bit. I always tell people we're going back in the way back machine. Um, how did you really determine that this is your passion in life? You know, it's funny. I don't, it really was not my passion in life, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny. Um, <clears throat> it was just a, a solution to a problem I was having. Okay. And it was never planned to be a business. It was never mm-hmm. planned to be a passion. Mm-hmm. But I think it has become a passion over time because it was something that I was doing. It was mm-hmm. exciting. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have any obligation to mm-hmm. it. It wasn't like I grew up going, oh, I really want to own you know, a technical website. Ooh, right. exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, ooh. <laughs> but I think just through the process of running mm-hmm. it and being a techie guy, I really mm-hmm. love kind of the hands-on mm-hmm. physically with the servers and the networking stuff. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's just the, the process has been a lot of fun to me. I think that's part of why it's become a real passion for me. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, you know, as I mentioned, you started off with it as just kind of a hobby, and then it has evolved into a full-time business. Yep. So, you know, let's kind of talk through that process a bit because you were kind of a, an, an entrepreneur that was forced to be an entrepreneur. Yes. Um, you know, because it started, as you said, as a hobby and you had never intended for it to be full-time. So, you know, what did you learn through that process? I think the, fun, the kind of the funny thing is I think I learned that you know, businesses can arise out of things that you're just doing. Mm-hmm. In fact, most of the the business, you know, I created a couple of websites that were e-commerce and were revenue generating, and all of those failed. 
And it was the side hustle, passion project, mm-hmm. just interesting hobby, which is the mm-hmm. one that turned out to be the the most profitable, mm-hmm. uh, the most interesting <laughs> and most successful mm-hmm. of all the things that I've done. So it's almost, I don't want to say it was an accident, but in some sense, I kind of just went where mm-hmm. the opportunity led. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all, we could be Bob Ross. It's a happy accident. <laughs> um, you know, and, but that's, I love this because a lot of people really do. They have something they do for fun. And then they're like, Ooh, I could make money from this, but they never planned on that. You know, it's not like those of us who went, Hmm, I'm going to start up a business. And so we immediately started with a business plan with making sure that we were registered with the Secretary of State. Um, And yes, we should do those things, folks. We've talked about those a lot on the program. Um, But since you did it as just kind of a hobby, how did you really turn it then into a true business? I think kind of one of the turning points for me was uh, at the time that Google started uh, this great service called AdSense mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. could throw ads up on your website mm-hmm. and you didn't have to deal with individual advertisers. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to deal with contracts. You didn't have to negotiate mm-hmm. rates. You just put a little bit of code on your website and it was, it was like magic. You could, if you had mm-hmm. traffic, you could start earning money. And I think that was the point where it's like, okay, this is, this is like dining out money. And then it became, <laughs> right. oh, this is like mm-hmm. vacation money. Um, and as it, as it started to approach, like, wow, this is right. this could be this mm. could be like, you know, it's it's not as much as I was mm-hmm. work making at my daytime job, but it was not it was no longer pocket change. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is this is serious money. I wonder if I could actually by spending forty hours a week doing this, mm-hmm. could I right. actually really try to revenue? make it work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if I spent more time on it, could mm-hmm. I actually make more money? Mm-hmm. So, you know, then did you have to go back and turn it into a business? You know, as, as I said, you know, register with the Secretary of State, do all of those things? Um, I had, because I had these other kind of business opportunities mm-hmm. and websites that I was launching, I already had a, uh, at the time it was a partnership. Okay. Um, I ended up dissolving the partnership. And then uh, once I once I hit a certain revenue number, I dissolved the partnership mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, relaunched as a corporation for tax. There was a there was a tax right. reason of doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that versus an LLC or mm-hmm. sole proprietor. But I did that in uh, switched over in about two thousand. I think it was two thousand nine or two thousand ten oh, okay. to actually be okay. a corporation. Because mm-hmm. at that point, it was like, okay, this is this is real money now. Mm-hmm. It's not just. It's just not play mm-hmm. money anymore. It's time right. to take this serious now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's one of the things that, that a lot of people get confused about is at what point does it become real? You know, and, and, and you know, Etsy, people doing crafts might be, you know, a really good thing, you know, to, to you know, they're, they're doing crafts, they're having fun. And then, wow, you know, they start making some pretty good money. And so my advice is that's what you have a CPA for. <laughs> you know, and that's when you ask them, okay, when do I do that? And, and obviously there's liability issues depending yep. on what you're doing, um, you know, and, and some things like that. And, and for some people, I mean, it really will just be 
a fun thing that they never turn into a real business. And we're not going to tell the IRS if they don't report all that income, um, you know, and, and all of those various things. It, but, you know, don't push it, folks. You know, if you're making if you're making a hundred grand on your Etsy store, you probably need to report it. <laughs> They're going to find out somehow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right, right. Um, but, you know, there, there are obviously steps that you need to take. So what were some of the mistakes that you made along the way? I think, you know, kind of the core mistakes for me were not for a long time, even once I kind of incorporated, mm-hmm. is not really treating it like a business. Okay. I didn't have good business processes in place. Mm-hmm. I was still kind of treating it like, a hobby. Well, th- well, this is just, it's just me. Mm-hmm. And as I re- as I got to the point where I needed to scale things up beyond just me, I realized, oh my gosh, I have everything is so custom, so mm-hmm. intricate, so designed by me for me that it's been it's still I'm still even years later trying mm-hmm. to unwind things mm-hmm. to allow other people to post content mm-hmm. to my website. Mm-hmm. So okay. most people these days, their website is up and running on WordPress, and mm-hmm. you create an account and mm-hmm. you're. You have you hire a new writer. You create an account for them, and they can go in and just start right. creating content. Mm-hmm. And you have someone who's an editor mm-hmm. who approves it. Mm-hmm. And you, as the business owner, don't even have to touch anything. Right? It's, it's, it can be really great. Mm-hmm. Well, because I'm such a geek, I designed everything from you, the ground. You up. used HTML, and so I hand coded mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. and even my security was hand designed. Mm-hmm. So it took multiple. You know, you got a VPN into here, go through Mm -hmm. this, go Mm -hmm. to that. And so the process of creating new content on my website could only be done by me. Mm -hmm. And that has, it has created a huge bottleneck for me Mm -hmm. now that, you know, it's like now that I have other people writing, Mm -hmm. they're producing stuff faster than I can code it. And it's like, it all comes down to like, okay, Mm -hmm. is this now the best use of my mm-hmm. time. It isn't really the best use mm-hmm. of my time anymore. When mm-hmm. it's a hobby, sure, right. a couple hours coding, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it's not a good, mm-hmm. good use of my time. Right. You know, and I think we see that a lot of times when we start a business is we are doing it all. You know, we're yeah. the accountant. We've got, you know, we're, we're doing the bookkeeping. We're doing the marketing. We're doing the writing. We're doing everything. And then... It, it might not be that it grows to where you're hiring other people, but it, it, it grows to where you need to, to have assistance doing that. You, know, you might yeah. need to actually hire somebody to do your marketing, hire somebody to do your, your invoicing, all of these various things. And if you really did set it up as, hey, you know, this is, is just me and I'm just having a good time doing this, it's really hard for somebody else to come in and, and, and help, you know, whether it's a virtual assistant, an employee, or, or a consultant, whoever. Yeah, that's so true. I, uh, a few years ago, hired mm-hmm. a business coach. Mm-hmm. And in, one, in our, I think it was the intake call, he asked me, so what do you, um, who, uh, how much are you paying your, because we were talking, about mm-hmm. through, talking through expenses mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He said, well, how much are you paying your accountant? Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud of myself. Yes, I'm like, I do it myself. I'm doing it. My, I'm doing it myself. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, so you're paying. So let's do some math here. This is how much you make a year. Right. Let's divide it by two thousand hours. Let's assume you work forty hours a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is how much an hour your time is worth. Mm-hmm. Actually, before that, he asked, Well, how much? You know, how, how much? There's that. How much are you paying your accountant? Mm-hmm. Well, right. Nothing. And he goes, Well, no, you're paying your accountant. 
this amount of money per hour. And he goes, and and how much uh, does your accountant have a CPA? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what do you mean my accountant? I'm 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 doing. Right. He goes, okay, uh, yeah. so you're not a, you're not a CPA. Mm-hmm. You're like, not no, an no, expert. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you went, to, you, but you at least went to college for accounting, right? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh no. Okay, I so went to Google. <laughs> I went to Google. So he was like, you're paying C mm-hmm. level hourly rate. Mm-hmm. To someone who has absolutely no experience doing something, mm. <laughs> that was like that was like this epiphany mm-hmm. for me of like, right. oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. I like to me, I looked at it as mm-hmm. well. I'm saving money because I'm not paying right. someone to do this. Mm-hmm. When in fact, I really had to shift the mindset mm-hmm. of like, well, no, you can pay someone who's highly competent, mm-hmm. very skilled at this for a quarter of your hourly mm-hmm. rate, who will do a better job, more effective. Mm-hmm. And they'll do it right, and they'll right. free you up to mm-hmm. do what's core to your business. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was kind of this mind shift for me mm-hmm. of like, okay, I've really got to figure out how to leverage other people's mm-hmm. skills and what they're good at and right. what they like to do. Right. And that is hard when you're just starting out because you're thinking, or you know, not even when you're starting out, you are thinking, uh, you know, I can do this. Why should I pay someone else? Um, yeah. Website design is a great example of that. I am. You know, I like tinkering on my website. <laughs> and, you know, I see, and, and you're laughing because, you know, and, but I kind of have the rule. If it's going to take me more than 15 minutes, I need to hire it done because that is just a better use of my time and my money. Because if it's more than 15 minutes, that means I probably broke something. Um, you know, and, 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 and of course, then that, I, oh, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to figure out how to fix it. And so then hours later, I still don't know what I've done. Um, and I still have to hire someone to do it. Yeah. So if I had just started by saying, I don't know how to do this. This is beyond my skill set. Or even not beyond my skill set, just beyond my what I should be doing, then you know, then I should do this. Um, you know, I have a producer for this program. Can I do what she does? Of course, I did it before I, I had her, but it's not the best use of my time to be doing what she does. And she does a fabulous job, and I know she probably does it in half the time that it would take me. Yep, I mean, and that's exactly the same way. I have mm-hmm. I've started to work with people too. Like for me to get on your show, I mm-hmm. work with a company that they're really good at, mm-hmm. you know, matching guests right. and, and hosts up mm-hmm. together. Because guess what? After the first, you know, if I were doing it after I got three three rejections, mm-hmm. I would have been like, nah, I'm out of right, here. Right. I don't want to do this. I feel or bad. Or you would have wasted hours having fun researching it. Yeah. And not actually getting anything done. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you listened to a whole bunch of podcasts. You looked at a bunch of websites. Yeah, two of them were okay, 10, eh, but you listen to them anyway, you know, uh, yeah, you know, and, and I think that's probably one of the things that, that small business owners have just got to get over is get over yourself. Yes. You know, it's so, and, and it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. It doesn't mean that you're not smart. It doesn't mean that you can't do it. It actually means that you're smart because you're going to go have someone else do it. But, uh, you know, I always say, you know, we, we don't try, I don't try and change my own oil. I don't try and diagnose any medical things. You know, I go to the experts for that. But, but it's weird. But when it comes to business, for some mm-hmm. reason, as entrepreneurs, we right. feel like, well, if I can't figure this out mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. then I'm not really a good business person. Right. Well, and I think especially when people are starting out, 
they have that that mindset that you know I should be able to do it all or I shouldn't be starting this business. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and trust and, things to reliable people. Oh, I know. You know, and 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 it is, you know, and I, as I said, it is hard because y- you only have a certain number of dollars. Yeah. And paying someone to do something that you could do is, you know, is is difficult. But um, you know, CPA would probably be be one of the best examples or legal. Sure, we could probably do that ourselves, but it, or like my website, I can do it wrong, I can break it. And then not only did I waste my time, it is going to cost me more for them to fix it. Exactly. You know, and, and so, you know, it's just, and, and finding that team really, you know, that's, that's difficult sometimes. Yeah. And that, and that's one of the things that I found is that I'm, I'm, I'm too easily impressed by people in a sense mm-hmm. of like, oh, sure. You seem like you're really good at doing right. this. Yeah. And so it's, it's been hard for me to build up a good team because I'm just not that Mm-hmm. I don't have that skill set of hiring remarkable people. Mm-hmm. Some people have that skill set and mm-hmm. that's awesome, but it's one of those things that I've struggled with over the years of mm-hmm. figuring out mm-hmm. figuring out who the right person is right. based off of like an interview. Right. It's like right. okay. Well, and you know, and I can see that because as a small business owner, sometimes we sometimes we go into business for ourselves because we don't want to be a manager. We know we're not good at doing some of those things. So, hey, I'm just going to go into business for myself. Well, then you still have to do it. Yes. <laughs> tricky, tricky. Well, let's talk more about your website mm-hmm. um, because it, it breaks my little non-technical brain. Um, you know, and, and so I want to talk about it because it is something that is very important for a variety of reasons. So it is called whatismyipaddress.com. So let's start at the basic. What's an IP address? Because it's not the businesspowerhour.com. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the easiest explanation, there's two good explanations mm-hmm. for an IP address for non-technical people. Mm-hmm. It's like, you'll, like your postal mailing address mm-hmm. that if you want to receive a package or you want to receive a letter, it doesn't get, you know, person just doesn't write Deb and throw it in the mailbox. You mm-hmm. need an address to be able to get it to you okay, or to your office building. Mm-hmm. Or you could think of it like caller ID mm-hmm. or a phone number. You know, I can't just uh, type Deb on my phone mm-hmm. and it knows which Deb to call and what the number is. Right. So that's what an IP address is. On okay. the, it's the internet equivalent of mm-hmm. that. Okay. And it's very specific, right? So like my IP, is my IP address different than another computer in my house? So the answer could be yes and no. Ah. (laughs) It gets technical. But Mm -hmm. for the vast majority of people, when it comes to home, Mm -hmm. uh, you have one public facing IP address, which the entire world, when you go to a website, Mm -hmm. when you chat with somebody online, if you're at home using your internet home, your home internet connection, Mm -hmm. You have one public-facing IP address. Mm-hmm. Your router, little box that your your ISP gave you, mm-hmm. allows you to connect up multiple devices. Oh, okay. So it has the address. Correct. So the the address that you're really seeing publicly is the IP mm-hmm. address of the router. Mm-hmm. Then the router goes out and hands hands out an internal IP address to every machine on your network. So your mm-hmm. phone has one. Your laptop has one. Your internet connected thermostat has one. 
Okay, Alexa's off. I can say her name. Alexa has one. Google has she's one. She's going to all of a sudden speak to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every one of those internet-connected devices in your house has an IP address within mm-hmm. your own network, but okay. they all share that same one that your mm-hmm. ISP gives to you. Right, right. And again, it's numbers. Correct. You know, it is kind of like, like you were saying, like a phone number. So it's, um, you know, 25.130.0. Something. I mean, you know, it's it's all numbers. Correct, and it doesn't mean anything to anybody but the computers. Mm-hmm. Right. So, why do we care? Well, the IP your IP address actually kind of reveals more about, or often reveals more about you than you might expect. Okay. Um, so, in your case, I know you're looking at my website, mm-hmm. and on the homepage, you can see who your internet service provider is. Okay, so that's mine. That's actually my information. That's that not is a, your information, ah. and that's how the internet kind of sees you. Okay, um, but in that, it also it's not that the numbers have any significant mm-hmm. inherent value in themselves, but there are you know lots of databases out there, mm-hmm. and so they start building up geographic information. Okay, so if you're in California. Your IP, your people, websites that you know, know websites that you visit, know that you're in California often based solely on your IP address. Ah. It's not that you told them you were in California. That's but, how that works. Uh-huh. But it's someone like I'm not saying that Amazon does this, but mm-hmm. e-commerce when you buy something, right? You're connected with their website, so they know mm-hmm. your IP address. Mm-hmm. Well, you want something shipped to you, so you enter your zip code. Mm-hmm. They now have an association between where you live or where you're having the package shipped and your IP address. Mm -hmm. And, you know, companies try to monetize everything that they can get their hands on. Mm -hmm. They sell that data to data aggregators who get it from thousands and thousands of websites Mm and apps that, you know, that collect your location for your weather and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. All that kind of gets aggregated and they now know you're likely in this particular city. Mm. And in some cases, like when it's, when they get the data from your weather app on your phone, that location might actually be right down the street from you. It might mm-hmm. actually pinpoint right at your house. Right. Which can be a little disturbing if you think about mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that, that concerns people is security. Yeah. Um, you know, how close can it get? Um, you know, I knew someone who um, had uh, their, their uh, some, some information hacked and it was all online, and they were able to track back through with the police to the city where it happened. Yep. Now, you know, it, 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 that was a bad thing. I mean, you know, and, and, and they could have gone even further. I mean, they could have probably figured out, you know, what house it was yep. um, or what business or, or whatever. Um, but, you know, like, like you were talking about, you know, we were thinking, you know, they, they're selling us things. But what if they're tracking our address? You know, one of the, the big things is people, you know, Facebook, you know, kind of a different little connotation here, but people are always saying, you know, don't post on Facebook that you're going to be gone. You know, so, you know, from your IP address, I mean, if somebody could get my address, whether I'm here or not, they might say, hmm, I see that she's recently probably bought a TV and she's done this and she's done. So we're going to go pay her a visit. Um, you know, and, and so I think that's what concerns people about IP addresses. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, for a lot of people, there's this, there's this perception that if mm-hmm. you're on the internet, you're anonymous. Right. And the reality is you really aren't unless right. you're taking specific steps to try mm-hmm. to be anonymous. Even then, 
it's really questionable if you can ever mm-hmm. truly be anonymous because you have to connect up to the internet somehow. There's right. some initial connection mm-hmm. somewhere. I know the, um, the anonymous browser part. Uh, okay. You know, if, if you're watching something naughty on your computer and that's why you're doing it, okay, it's still tracking you. <laughs> you're being tracked somewhere. The reality is you're being mm-hmm. tracked somewhere. There are mm-hmm. some great tools that help journalists um, mm-hmm. that, are, that were originally designed to help journalists and people huh. in oppressive countries. Mm-hmm. Um, they connect up to the, this system and it bounces their traffic all over the world mm-hmm. so they can communicate with people safely. Right. Um, and unfortunately, those types of platforms get used for abuse, mm-hmm. you know, as mm-hmm. anything that's designed to do good gets mm-hmm. des- gets uh, co-opted right. to do evil. Yeah, some somebody point. goes, ooh, that, that's, that's fun. Yeah. So, you know, is there a way for people to stop being tracked? There are a couple of things that people can do, um, and one of them is not incognito mode on your browser. Mm-hmm. Um, pe- people often refer to that as porn mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All it does or is- Or shopping mode. I was thinking shopping. It, it could you be shopping. Know, at Christmas, you're, you're going to go into that mode so, so the people aren't looking to see what presents you bought. So you know we'll, we'll I, put it in a better mode. I'm, I'm going to use that one going forward. It's yeah, Christmas we like shopping, shopping mode. mode mm-hmm. Because you don't want people- uh, people who have access to your computer right, to see to what see, websites you right. visited. Yeah, That's yeah. all that that mode mm-hmm. really does. It mm-hmm. doesn't protect, it doesn't hide you from any mm-hmm. website that you're visiting. Which clearing your cache and all that would get rid of that anyway, but Co- that's- Correct. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it's it's the automated version of that. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to let the kids figure mm-hmm. out what you bought them for Christmas. Right. Well, I like that. One. I'm definitely using that one. So it, that does not really provide mm-hmm. any type of protection. There is the, the platform that I talked about previous for, that was designed for journalists. It's called mm-hmm. Tor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a special browser that you use, and it makes everything that you do really, really slow. Mm. <laughs> and right, because it's adding a level of something in there. Because it's bouncing the traffic mm-hmm. all over the world through mm-hmm. servers at public institutions and everyone who's you know intentionally participating in this, and it just results in you slowing you down. Mm-hmm. And it only protects certain things that you do. It doesn't Mm -hmm. stop everything. Mm -hmm. Um, The most common thing that people do is use what's called a a VPN, a virtual Mm -hmm. private network. Mm -hmm. That allows you to set up a secure connection between your machine at home Mm -hmm. and the VPN company's server, whichever one you choose, anyone in the world that they have it. So Mm -hmm. you want to look like you're in California, you choose a server that's in California, You want to look like you're in Israel, you choose a server in Israel. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it routes your traffic securely between you and their server. So if your Mm. internet service provider is looking, they just see encrypted traffic between you and this server. Mm. Government's watching you, Mm -hmm. they see the same thing. They can't Mm -hmm. see the content of what you're doing. Mm. And so that allows you to kind of pop out on the internet wherever you want to, Mm -hmm. conduct your business, do what you want to do. Um, So that's what most people end up doing. Yeah, and we were talking before the program, as we're recording this, it's April, so we're still in COVID lockdown. Yep. Um, you know, and 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 this is, is airing in June, and then of course, you know, people listening to it and, and watching it whenever. My assumption, this is a total assumption, is that many businesses after you know, after they're told, hey, you can have your employees come back into the office, they're gonna go, you know what? We don't need them in the office. This whole work from home thing really worked pretty good. Um, You know, they got their work done. 
that's you know one of the big concerns with people who who are working from home is are you getting your work done? Okay, so you've been a grown up, you've gotten your work done. Might be at a totally different time of day. I mean, you know, there's there's going to be all sorts of of things that come. But I think a lot of companies are going to go. You know what? We don't need to have this office space. We don't need to be paying for it. When we can have somebody, you know, we might have to buy them a laptop. We might have to pay for their internet. You know, all these various things. But they're going to want. And, and obviously, it's going to depend on the company. Some of them aren't going to care. But some of them really will need a very high level of security. So is this something that, that they'll be able to do? Yeah. I mean, the, the corporate products are fundamentally different than the consumer products. Okay. Um, because when it comes to the corporate product, mm-hmm. the, the big reason behind that is you want your employees to be able to connect up to your office and to be mm-hmm. able to access shared resources right. that you are within your corporate network. You need them to access the, the, the shared drives and exactly. all of that good stuff. And so those those it, it is the same technology, mm-hmm. but it's providing the endpoint is your, your machine at home and then your company's office. Okay. Um, Kind of one of those, the pros and cons with that is it's good because the company can make sure that, you know, the, the websites that you're visiting are mm-hmm. company approved right, right. and you're able to access mm-hmm. the, those resources. You're not shopping during the day. But that's where, honestly, a lot of people end up shooting themselves mm-hmm. in the foot is, right. well, they're now sitting, well, I'm at home. No one's looking mm-hmm. over my shoulder. Right. Let me go shopping. Let mm-hmm. me go to the news site. Well, all that traffic is going through mm-hmm. your employer. So they see that you're shopping. Mm-hmm. They see that you're on right. the news site. Mm-hmm. But for security you're purposes. you're probably doing that when you're sitting at your desk too. Let's be honest. <laughs> probably. Mm-hmm. It's just a question if, if of. If people couldn't see your screen, you, know, you, you might have shopping. gone and checked no. <laughs> Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of because there's more people working at home now, mm-hmm. will the company make a decision to ratchet that down and say, well, we really don't want that behavior right, happening. Right. So we're going to specifically, mm-hmm. pre- specifically prevent it. Mm-hmm. There've been some interesting studies saying that that actually ends up hurting companies when you do right. that because, because people be- need we that. We need a, a brain break. Yeah. And so that's, but that's up to the company. The companies very easily could mm-hmm. decide to do that. Right. But it's something that, you know, if you're a company that has people starting to work from home mm-hmm. that you really want to think about, okay, mm-hmm. how do I protect you know, my company data mm-hmm. when it's on a laptop outside of my office mm-hmm. and making sure that my, I'm not leaking access to my mm-hmm. customer database and right. things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and clearly there are some companies that security is, is a huge issue. Um, financial companies, you know, maybe it's, it's a, a pharmaceutical company. And so they've got, you know, things or just, you know, a product, you know, you're, you're a company developing a product. You don't want your competitors to, to get it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so I think that's probably been one of the concerns, but I think a lot of companies haven't quite understood. They've thought, well, we can buy you a laptop and that'll make it okay. Yeah. They don't understand that, you know, between point A and point B is the problem. Yeah. And, you, and even the people that are solopreneurs, mm-hmm. you know, if, uh, not that anyone's working in a coffee shop mm-hmm. in April. Right. Um, but back in, mm-hmm. you know, a yeah, few months ago, Starbucks, or a few months from now, right. mm-hmm. people would sit down and perfectly fine going into mm-hmm. a coffee shop, jumping mm-hmm. on the free Wi-Fi and starting to do business mm-hmm. and sending files and moving mm-hmm. stuff around. You know, my, my fear has always been great. You know, you know, my mom and pop cafe, they make the most amazing, you know, roast beef sandwich, mm-hmm. but they're probably not a network, a spe- a network security mm-hmm. specialist mm-hmm. making sure that their router is secure mm-hmm. and that 
the bad guys aren't hopping on their network mm-hmm. and spying on customers. Right. That's where, as a consumer, you know, a solopreneur, mm-hmm. entrepreneur who's doing work in coffee shops mm-hmm. and maybe you're traveling around the world. Right. Uh, that you really want to start using a VPN to mm-hmm. protect that traffic to make mm-hmm. sure that the people you know, at that co- at that table next to you aren't watching what you're doing right. online. Right. Well, and it could be even worse. I mean, you could be online, you know, working on paying your bills for the month, you know, accessing things that you really don't want people to, to have access to. Yeah. And, and my general philosophy has been, I don't do those things away from, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, there are certain things that I'm very paranoid about. And there's mm-hmm. certain, those other things that maybe I should be more paranoid, paranoid about that I'm not, but I don't do, you know, mm-hmm. I don't log on to financial institutions when I'm outside of mm-hmm. my house. There, there are technical ways that, that, that people can still mm-hmm. kind of pretend to be those financial right. institutions mm-hmm. when you're connecting to networks that mm-hmm. you don't have it that you don't have trust mm-hmm. in. So I always do those stuff at home exclusively. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and it is, some of it's just, as you were saying, kind of, kind of a common sense thing. Um, you know, you don't go to Starbucks and, and transfer money while you're sitting there. And, you know, my phone will say, Hey, do you really want to connect to this, this network? Um, <laughs> yeah. And I always say, <laughs> why not? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, but many other places that you go to, you're not going to get the, the the reminder. It just yeah. connects, um, you know, and, and uh, or, you know, maybe you have the provider that does it. I have, um, you know, we have uh, Comcast, Xfinity, where, and one of the features, one of the benefits is that any time I am near a, a Wi-Fi network that is theirs, I can connect to it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so that's great. That's fun. Except that means I've connected to my neighbor. I've connected to the people I don't even know. Um, and so, of course, I went in and I turned that feature off um, so that it, it doesn't do that. Um, because yeah. I kept thinking, how can I be having Wi-Fi when I'm not anywhere near my house? Oh, that's why. Um, and in the vast majority of cases, you're probably mm-hmm. safe. But right. it only takes one time mm-hmm. of not being safe mm-hmm. for identity theft or right. data mm-hmm. theft to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and and the vast, like as you said, you know, the vast majority of things are safe. I mean, you just figure the millions of transactions that happen every day. You know, very very rarely is there a situation. Yeah. Um, but the the key is it really doesn't take too much just to make sure that you're not one of those people. Yeah. Um, so you don't uh, want to be a statistic. Right. Right. So let's talk about some more things that that you know that we can do. So so again, why why do I need to know what my IP address is? So there are times when you're you know you're talking about having issue, you know logging into your bank mm-hmm. or things mm-hmm. like that. Um, there are certain services that we log into or that we have technical problems with, and you call tech support. Mm-hmm. Hey, and they'll uh, say, "What's your IP? What's address? your IP address?" Because they're wanting oh. to, to make sure that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're connecting mm-hmm. from your device at home, right. that they're able to diagnose, you know, mm-hmm. is this a problem with mm-hmm. our network or is mm-hmm. this a problem with your network? So a lot of times it's for diagnosis mm-hmm. of technical issues. Right. Then you have issues of, you know, the gamers at home that are playing mm-hmm. online video games. Mm-hmm. If they want to run a server and they want their friends to be able to connect to them, mm-hmm. they often need to know the IP address mm-hmm. of the server. And I think, you know, these days there's so many ways that your router can be compromised, your computer can be compromised. Mm-hmm. Some there are a lot of people that use my website just to confirm that nothing has nothing odd has happened. Mm-hmm. That they they start up the computer in the morning, they check their IP address, and it's either 
Yes, my VPN is running because mm-hmm. I live in California and it's showing that I'm in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it's, I live in California. Great. It's showing California and not Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. So no one's, you know, no one has accessed mm-hmm. my computer mm-hmm. and is routing my traffic through their service. So a lot of times it's that confidence of knowing mm-hmm. something is, mm-hmm. is either on because I want it to be on mm-hmm. or something's off because I want it to be off. Right, right. Yeah, I, I had a situation with someone that I was trying to email. And I was, it, it was continually saying that there was an issue and I needed to go to X website and verify it. Oh, okay. Well, I really did need to email this person. So, you know, I finally went there because, you know, I ignored it for a while. And the really funny thing, I could go to Gmail. Of course, Gmail was happy. It was hunky dory. There weren't any problems sending Gmail. It didn't like my business address. And so it, it asked me for my IP address. Because then it it knew, okay, that computer is safe. We're going to trust that computer. And, you know, and and I would say I was thoroughly annoyed because, first of all, it was like, this is a business email account. Why is it? I don't understand why it had no problems with Gmail, but it didn't like my business account. Um, And I told this guy, I'm like, if you paid for this service, I don't know about this. Um, And, but then the other thing was, I had to do it with like my phone. I had to do it with multiple things. Oh, wow. And, you know, and and I said, did you have an issue? And he said, no, somebody had sold it to him. Ah, Um, You know, and and I said, well, if I were you, I would turn it off. I said, because (laughs) how many times are people just going to go, okay, I'm not even going to try it. I am not going to go through those steps of, of having to do this. Um, and, and so I'm just not going to email you. Therefore, I'm not going to work with you. Yep. And then we, we, we all get those notifications from time to time of mm-hmm. like, we get an email from Facebook saying, Hey, we saw a new login yes, from a you new device in, in Bulgaria You're and like, here's the, and here's the mm-hmm, IP address. Mm-hmm. So you can often look and say, mm-hmm. If you're on your cell phone, your IP address changes. In your right. home, your IP address can change mm-hmm. over time. But what you're really looking for is, is that is the internet service provider associated with that IP address mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. So if you know, hey, I'm always using AT&T at home, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's you know Bulgaria Telecom. Right. Like, uh oh, someone mm-hmm. from Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. Someone has gotten into my Facebook account. I need to mm-hmm. change my password like mm-hmm. yesterday. Right. So right. It's, it could be that confirmation when we get those messages mm-hmm. of knowing, yes, that was me that accessed the mm-hmm. account, or no, it wasn't me who accessed mm-hmm. the account. Right. So if I have someone's IP address, can I put it into your site and it will give me some information about them? Yeah. So it, if you have an IP address of someone else or you get that notification mm-hmm. of like, hey, this IP right, address yeah. logged into You've logged in from Bulgaria. your mm-hmm. bank account or whatever, you can mm-hmm. put it in the site and mm-hmm. we can generate – it's a fairly reliable location Okay. Um, in terms of like – the vast majority of the time, it's within 25 miles. It, okay. It's usually not, hey, it's one, two, three, four, five, any street. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. The, right. There's not that type of granularity mm-hmm. on the data. Mm-hmm. But if it's you know Southern California, hey, mm-hmm. I know it's me. Or if it's mm-hmm. Bulgaria, I know it's not me. Mm-hmm. And then information about who's the internet service provider, local mm-hmm. city, state, things mm-hmm. like that. And we do have access to a number of databases that can tell you is there abuse associated mm-hmm. with this IP address? Is there a history of, mm-hmm. hey, this this IP address has been used to post spam to mm-hmm. forums mm-hmm. and it's trying to hack accounts? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want to deal with that. Like, right? I either don't mm-hmm. want to communicate with the person who gave me that, or gosh, someone mm-hmm. someone evil has gotten into one of my accounts, right. and now I know for sure that it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. 
So then what would I do? You know, th- that's that's the tricky question. <laughs> the, I know the, it's something evil, but then what? The, the, the usual thing, it's really a practicality thing for, mm-hmm. for most people. It's sure, um, I can't tell you the name of the person, what their home address or what their phone mm-hmm. number is. Right. If you want that, you've got to hire a lawyer, file mm-hmm. a lawsuit, mm-hmm. and spend thousands of dollars and maybe you'll get that information. Maybe right. you won't. Because mm-hmm. if they're outside the U.S., okay, now I got to hire international uh-huh. lawyers. And, and did you really need that? I mean, and yeah, did you really mm-hmm. need it? Uh, so in most cases, I think it's more of, for most people. It's just a confirmation of something. Mm-hmm. But if you're a business and you have an IP address of someone who got into your database mm, and stole customer mm-hmm. records, mm-hmm. you know, I'm willing to pay a couple thousand. You know, mm-hmm. I'm pay, willing to pay the money to right. the lawyers to go after mm-hmm. and find out who that specific mm-hmm. individual is. Mm-hmm. But most for most people, it's it's the peace of mind or lack of peace of mind of mm-hmm. knowing is it me or is it somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I could tell people, yeah, you can, you know, that, that romance scammer and you, you got the IP address from their email or they clicked on a link and you got mm-hmm. it there. Now you can find out who they really are. Yeah, chances are you can't. Right, right. But, you know, it is giving you good information. You know, like, Correct. Like you said, you know, we can get it down to a city or, um, you know, so then that might give you an idea. Oh, you know, okay, well, if this was from this specific area – I probably know who that person is. Yeah, I've, I've definitely had people who've who've contacted me through the website saying, "Hey, I, you know, someone's saying nasty things about me online, mm-hmm. or someone's corresponding mm-hmm. with me from an email account that I don't recognizing, mm-hmm. and they know they obviously know personal things about mm-hmm. me because of what they've said. I've gotten their IP address. Can you tell me which of my friends it is? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't tell you that, but right. if but I can tell you that they're in Cupertino. Correct. Ah, okay. You know, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I've got that, you know, uh, estranged mm-hmm. uh, ex relationship right. who lives in Cupertino. Mm-hmm. It's right. probably them. Mm-hmm. And so you right. can go after them directly mm-hmm. and say, hey, knock it off. Yeah, Leave stop me alone. that. Yeah. <laughs> stop that, or I will go further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but without law, but mm-hmm. without involving law enforcement, right. it's re- it's really you're only getting general mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, I mean, if you call somebody and say, you know what, we dated, we broke up. Sorry about that, but stop this. <laughs> and, and we do have people that are running, you know, e-commerce stores, mm-hmm. uh, smaller ones, not generally not mm-hmm. like Amazon, who will check the IP address of every order they receive. Mm-hmm. Because what they don't right. want is, gee, the order originated from Logos, mm-hmm. Nigeria, and it's shipping to, you know, mm-hmm. Tustin, California. Right. Why is someone from Lagos, Nigeria, buying mm-hmm. something from my mm-hmm. website? Interesting. Gee, it's, and it's the biggest order I've ever had. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. You know, so there's. I mean, that was one of my businesses. I got caught with that scam. Mm-hmm. Is that someone had placed a fraudulent order mm-hmm. using mm-hmm. a stolen credit card, a stolen FedEx shipping number, mm-hmm. uh, FedEx tra- uh, FedEx. So they knew what they number. were doing. Oh, so they knew what they mm-hmm. were doing, mm-hmm. but by the time. You know, by the time the credit card got re- credit card charge got reversed, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, at that point I started looking back at it. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh gosh, the person mm-hmm. from Nigeria, mm-hmm. you know, who claimed to be in Southern California, mm-hmm. placed this order. It was absolutely fraud." Like, right. ah. so yeah. there are things that you know that if you're the Etsy person mm-hmm. or you're a small business, e-com- you have a small e-commerce store, mm-hmm. you can check the IP address of your orders that you're concerned about mm-hmm. to find out. Mm-hmm. Could this be that user or is it from outside the country right. if it's if all your mm. business is domestic? Interesting, interesting. 
Let's talk a little bit more about VPNs. You mm-hmm. know, why, why should somebody, you know, like, like me even care? Well, so there's, there's, there's three general core functionalities of VPNs, mm-hmm. um, or the three core reasons why people use them. There's, we talked about the security aspect mm-hmm. in terms of uh, protecting your traffic, uh, making sure that no one can see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you might be using a, a VPN server that's in your local community. Mm-hmm. You're, the issue for you is I just want the security of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the people that want the privacy aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I When I go online, I just don't want anyone to know that it's me. Right. Security is less important, mm-hmm. but it's but it's really about privacy. Mm-hmm. I want I'm a gig worker mm-hmm. and I travel, you know, I, I travel around the world mm-hmm. while I'm working, but I want everyone that I'm working with to think that I'm in Southern California. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm always gonna use mm-hmm. a server in Southern California. Mm-hmm. So if they ever look at anything, I look domestic. Mm-hmm. You know, I look like I'm a domestic worker mm-hmm. as opposed to an international worker. Oh, so, interesting. So some people use it for mm-hmm. that. Or it's the, I don't want my government knowing what I'm doing mm-hmm. because there are people out there that live in oppressive regimes where mm-hmm. they can't right. use Facebook. They can't, mm-hmm. they can't talk freely mm-hmm. about what's going on in their lives. Uh, and then the third one is uh, often for like U.S. expats that are mm-hmm. outside the U.S. Mm-hmm. that want to watch Netflix. Ah. Netflix doesn't allow you if you're outside the U.S. to mm-hmm. watch U.S. Netflix. Mm. And there's things like uh, B- the BBC One. If mm-hmm. you live in the UK, you can watch, mm-hmm. B- you can stream BB One, B- mm-hmm. uh, BBC for free. Ah. But if you're outside the UK, mm-hmm. you can't. So you use a VPN that makes mm-hmm. it look like you live in the UK, or a VPN that makes it look like mm-hmm. you live in the US. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of cat and mouse because mm-hmm. once those entities find out, hey, that's not an individual, that's a VPN uh, yeah. server, then you lose your account. But mm-hmm. usually, you don't lose the account, but you, they don't, you can no longer access it from that right. server. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of cat and mouse mm-hmm. stuff going on there. But that's another reason why people use it, because mm-hmm. I, I just want to be able to access stuff that is, you know, we don't allow users. I see it a lot with uh, gambling sites. People want to mm-hmm. play poker, right. but mm-hmm. oh, we only allow users from these countries. Mm-hmm. Well, but I don't live in one of those countries. Right. I want to create an account and, mm-hmm. and play. Mm-hmm. So people create an account using a VPN and mm. are able to access those services. So does a VPN cost? Yeah. Well, yes and no. Um, the good quality services cost money. Um, and you get could, what you pay for. You you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. It could be a few dollars a month, upwards of you know ten or twenty dollars a mm-hmm. month, and sometimes it's about the bells and whistles and mm-hmm. features. But that's kind of the normal range is you know five to five to ten dollars a month. Mm-hmm. There are free services. Um, but like anything that's free, you have to ask, well, why is it free? Right. Yeah. Is it so basic that it's not really doing anything? Well, it, and it's more of an issue of like VPNs require expensive infrastructure. There have mm-hmm. to be servers that are right. on 24 right. hours a so day they, all over there's, the world. There's a reason there's a cost. Mm-hmm. There's a reason there's a cost because mm-hmm. it, it does cost money. It's kind of like you can't uh, keep your house cool yeah, and, and run your air conditioner without using electricity. Mm-hmm. There's a cost involved. So if it's there's no cost, you have to mm-hmm. wonder why. So there are VPN providers that they have a pay business. You know, their business mm-hmm. model is we charge for our service, mm-hmm. but they offer kind of like a, a free sample, so to speak. Oh, okay. Where mm-hmm. we'll let you use just a little bit of data mm-hmm. before we say, eh. That's it mm-hmm. for you to get used to it and to understand what's mm-hmm. the service like. Oh, I like it. I don't like it. Right. And their whole goal is it's we're doing this to upsell you to our mm-hmm. paid product. Right, right, uh, which makes sense. But there sense. are 
entities out there that offer mm -hmm. totally free VPN services. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask, well, how are they making their money? Right. Are, th are they actually getting my information? And so that's what you have to look mm -hmm. like. Either they're, they're selling your information, mm -hmm. they're somehow monetizing you and your mm -hmm. surfing behavior. Mm -hmm. um, some companies have resorted to, um, you, you're using their VPN mm -hmm. service and you're going to a, a non-secure mm -hmm. website. You know, many sites out mm -hmm. there, blogs and stuff like that aren't mm -hmm. secure, but they have ads on them. Mm -hmm. What we're going to do is strip off that website's ad code and we're mm -hmm. going to drop our own ad code on it. Ah. Mm -hmm. And so they're now getting display ad mm -hmm. revenue. They're basically stealing it from the website mm -hmm. because your traffic is going through mm -hmm. their servers and mm -hmm. they're kind of watching mm -hmm. everything that you do mm -hmm. and saying, how can we monetize right. it? You click on Amazon, mm -hmm. they run it through their Amazon mm -hmm. affiliate link. You know, they're doing all this mm -hmm. really kind of, and they don't tell you that they're doing mm -hmm. it. It'd be one thing if they told you, this is what we're doing, this is how we're paying for the mm -hmm. service, but they don't tell you. Right, right. Or there, there was one service called Ola that you installed this VPN on your mm -hmm. phone and, hey, I've got VPN. Right. Well, every phone that that was installed on was an exit point for somebody else. Oh, no. So, if somebody, so your phone is, you know, someone else is using your bandwidth to go to mm -hmm. different websites and Eek. commit crimes and mm -hmm. watch stuff. And so all mm -hmm. that is getting associated with your IP mm -hmm. address. That's why mm -hmm. you don't use a free one right. unless you know why it's right. free. Well, and of course, from a business perspective, it is a business cost, yes. you know, and, and so that's perfectly fine to be paying that as a business cost. But, you know, and, and, and I guess what I was, was getting at was, you know, if you are providing it for your employees back to, you know, we've got people working from home now, you know, we need to be providing these things. There's a cost, yes. you know, don't, don't be thinking you're going to do this cheap folks no. because you might actually be costing yourself more money. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, just, just, just know, you know, Hey, there's, there's a cost to this. Yep. Whether you're buying the physical hardware mm -hmm. to do a service or if you're paying for the software for mm -hmm. people to do it, you know, using one of the commercial right. VPNs. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, speaking of scams and things, I said this in your bio. You recently were interviewed about a romance scam. Yes. Tell us a little bit more about that. So it was it was it was really fun. Uh, one of the things that I've been doing over the last few years to grow my business is working really heavily on on PR. Mm -hmm. And uh, doing things like podcasts, doing things like podcasts, uh, and documenting and, and creating a media page mm -hmm. on my website about all the places, all the high profile places that my site has been mentioned mm -hmm. CNN, Fox News, Washington Post, um, the podcasts that I've been on. And all of that kind of has built a, a PR mm -hmm. as well as, hey, this person is willing to do these things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so in part of doing that, I've gotten more and more uh, contract writers saying, "Hey, I'm writing an article for yeah. Mint, mm -hmm. and can you give can you quote us on can you give us a quote about mm -hmm. this?" And so, as I've started to get those sort of things, I actually had someone from uh, Scripps in San Diego contact me and say, "Hey, could you uh, talk about romance scams?" So it yes. wasn't that this happened to you. See, that's what no, I was thinking. No, I'm like, no. I, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was not the victim of a romance scam, and I was not the person committing the romance scam. Okay, okay. We but can I was go talking, forward then. <laughs> I was talking from the perspective of, you know, what are some of the things mm -hmm. that we can do to uh, make sure if we're meeting mm -hmm. somebody online, are they really a real person? Right. 
are they who they claim to be mm-hmm. and how to kind of avoid being caught up in a romance mm-hmm. scam. And well, so I and had my 15 seconds of fame. I, I love it. You know, and, and we see things like that in the news all the time where, you know, someone thinks that the person they've been corresponding with is, you know, their the, the future Mr. or Mrs. Wonderful. And typically then what happens is Mr. or Mrs. Potential Wonderful says, oh my gosh, can you send me some money? Um, you know, and, and that's, that's typically one of the things I lost my wallet. Happens. My kid needs surgery. Yeah, There's yeah, always I an need, emotional I need plug money. to it. Yes. Um, you know, and, and, and then, of course, there are much more nefarious and, and obviously very illegal things that, that people do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's just it, it's, it's coming back to one of those things where you know, things are going to happen. We can't hide you know, this is just, you know, we're not going to go live in the mountains of Idaho. Um, although right now, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Probably not. I know. You know, I, it, oh, yeah, I'm going to digress here for a second. See, we get squirrel. Um, <laughs> the the memes that, you know, for a long time go around that show, you know, the, the cabin. And it says, you know, would you live here without internet for a month for a million dollars? And, you know, people are like, yeah, yeah. And, and and then, of course, now it's, yeah, you won't wear a mask to keep grandma from getting COVID. But, um, but yeah, you know, w- would we live somewhere without internet? Eh, I don't know. I mean, you know, but but the, the point is we're so used to it. Yep. You know, that's how we watch TV. Um, you know, I've, I've had four phone calls and three text messages as we've been talking. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I mean, all sorts of things. And, and so it's just a matter of common sense yeah. and being smart and taking precautions. Um, yep. You know, you can't hide, you know, and, and so why not just make yourself safe? Yep. And, and that's one of, the, one of the, you know, things that I've really started building content on the website mm-hmm. is really trying to help people mm-hmm. be aware of all these scams that go on mm-hmm. out there, educating people on what you need to do to just, just mm-hmm. be safe. You know, mm-hmm. watch out for the, the coronavirus scams. They're going to come out. Right. They're going to come out of the woodworks mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and people need to be aware of it or they're going to fall victim to them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and you do have lots of, of different resources on your site and, um, you know, and, and so it's great. You know, like I went in um, and did the speed test and then of course mm-hmm. I look at it and go, well, I don't know what those numbers mean. So <laughs> 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 I, I'm always doing that. I'm like, well, it looks good. I mean, they're high numbers. So, um, you know, and, and, but you know, there's, there's obviously lots of things. And so tell us a little bit more about your site. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been around for a whole, a whopping 20 years. It's a, mm-hmm. it's an internet dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it pre-exists Google maybe. I love it. <laughs> maybe not. I don't, Google might've been around before then. I'm, I'm not sure they're launched. It. They probably weren't part of alphabet at that point. Well, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think they were called back rub initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most of the tools on the site revolve around privacy and security. Mm-hmm. We have a, a tool that has become less effective over time, but is still uh, works in a number of cases where if someone sends you an email, you can look at some of the technical details of that mm-hmm. email, drop them on the website, and we can tell you, uh, in some cases, where did that email mm-hmm. originate. Right. Um, yeah, I, I got days, an was- email last week that said, I think we're related. Okay, no. <laughs> and, and I need to have some money to come visit you. Mm, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Cousin, no. no and of course, no. he based it on my last name. I'm like, I'm married, dude. I'm, there's no way we're related. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is too funny. So, of course, I don't respond. That's my response. I don't respond. <laughs> and and that, is, that is by far the wisest thing mm-hmm. to do when we get 
interactions from mm, people that we yeah, don't just, know. It's mm, just, just mm-hmm. delete. Don't, I don't, don't, don't respond. Engage. I don't, don't just, yeah. just don't engage. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was a study recently about uh, people being scammed mm-hmm. and they found that actually there were quite a few people that like, they were aware that it, they were pretty sure it was a scam, mm-hmm. but they still engaged with the person. Right. They were telling them, go away or whatever. Mm-hmm. And once they got engaged, yeah. it actually led to them being scammed. Right. So rather than just going, yep, that's a scam, delete, mm-hmm. hang up, mm-hmm. you know, close the door. Yes. Don't tell them, you know, just nah. because part of it is it's it's like a lot of the spam emails. The initial thing is they're confirming that they got a real person. Yep. And so by answering that phone call and having a conversation with that person, you may be inadvertently mm-hmm. providing them more mm-hmm. information about yourself. You've confirmed that, yeah, your name is Bob, mm-hmm. as opposed to some other random name. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, unless you're really, really careful about what you're doing, you're often mm-hmm. opening yourself up right. to more risk mm-hmm. by engaging. Even if you think it's a joke, mm-hmm. you're often disclosing information mm-hmm. about yourself. Right. But I love on your website, you've got information to be able to check some of those things out. Yep. Yep. And that's, and that's the, that's the idea behind the site. Initially it was, Hey, this is a technical thing, but it's mm-hmm. like, well, how can I make this stuff useful right. to a wider and wider audience? How can I communicate mm-hmm. these things in a way that is not, uh, it was funny. One of my writers, he goes out to, to, to do research and he's like, Oh my gosh, like, you need like a PhD to understand 90% of what people are writing mm-hmm. about IP addresses out there. We, we need to write it for the, for the person we need to write it for me, engineer. me. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's really, one of my, one of my, uh, my lead writers really mm-hmm. good about that of like, because he's not a technical guy, mm. he's able to he do can a really dumb good it job. Down. And I don't want to say dumb it down, but explain <laughs> it in a way that right. makes sense to people who aren't technical. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe this is, this is, a, this is a good closing business tip mm-hmm. is when we're in an industry, we, we often use acronyms mm-hmm. and things that are very industry hey. specific. Mm-hmm. I used to work in, uh, in life insurance mm-hmm. uh, industry and the owner of the company says, you know, we're doing some website. Oh, we, we need to make sure everybody knows that I'm a CLU. I'm like, What's a CLU? Your clue. Uh, a cha- chartered life underwriter. I'm like, oh, right. well, that's, that sounds mm-hmm. interesting. What is it? Oh, it means I have 30 years experience. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's what we need to put down right. because right. no one's going to know what CLU means. Right. Right. So it's the same way with my mm-hmm. site is trying to make use terminology mm-hmm. that everybody right. understands. It's not IP. It's IP. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, so is there a fee to use your services? No, my website is entirely free. I am entirely supported by uh, ads and affiliate uh, affiliate mm-hmm. deals. Cool. cool. I love it. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I had tinkered a bit on some of this. Like I said, I did the speed test and, you know, and some other things and there wasn't a fee there, but, no. but, but yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, um, it's interesting. And, and see now, of course, I'm going to be one of these, I'm going to have to go and play. There's going to go the rest of my day, squirrel. Um, you know, because I'm just geeky enough to to want to see this. But you know, as we were saying, there are some very important reasons why you need to be looking at a lot of this. Yeah, and it's it's it, a lot of it revolves around just keeping yourself safe online, mm-hmm. being right. aware. It's you're using a technology. You mm-hmm. need to be aware of the basic mm-hmm. fundamentals of it. Right. 
You know, and, and, you know, if you're a parent, you need to make sure that things are safe for your kids, you know, back to getting emails and things. I mean, is it really a 16 year old boy who's emailing your daughter or is it the 30 year old man? Oh, um, creepy, creepy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, or, you know, uh, who's, who's asking for money, you know, all yeah. of these various things. Um, and then of course, from a business perspective, you need to, to make sure that your data is safe. You know, do you want your client list taken? Do you want your product information taken? Um, depending on what you do, you might have some some proprietary information there. Yeah. Um, and then from personal perspectives, like we were saying, you're keeping your bank account safe, all of those various things. Absolutely. They're all super, super relevant, uh, super important for people mm -hmm. to take into account. Like, you know, it's kind of like uh, uh, terrorism. Mm -hmm. You know, as a defense, we have to get it right 100% mm -hmm. right. of the time. Mm -hmm. The bad guys only need to get it right mm -hmm. once. Right. And so yep. they just spray millions of email mm -hmm. addresses, millions of phone calls. Yeah. Somebody's going to respond. Yep. You know, I always like the people that, you know, that will say, well, you know, who was stupid enough to answer the email that said, hey, you know, if you give me your, your bank account, I'll send you $40 million. Well, clearly somebody was, yeah. or they wouldn't keep doing it. And, and this scam has been going on mm -hmm. for decades. Mm -hmm. the, the first occurrences were done via fax machine right. to accountants at corporations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So cool. Well, Chris, if people want to connect with you and reach out to you, how do they find you? Sure. The best way is uh, to visit whatismyipaddress.com. They mm -hmm. can uh, submit a support ticket there. If they have technical questions, uh, they can always uh, email me if they uh, have other questions. I'm on, I'm on the media page there and cool. engage with us on social media. I love it. I love it. Well, do you have any final thoughts for everyone? Uh, I think, you know, the biggest thing we need to be aware of is you know, our security is our responsibility. Mm -hmm. Your your telephone provider is not thinking about your security. Your cable company is not thinking about your security and your privacy. These are all things that we personally mm -hmm. uh, need to take ownership of. I love it. You know, and, and I encourage everybody, just go and look at the site. You know, see some things that are there. Make sure that yourself, that, that you are safe. Um, you know, for me, uh, okay, VPN. I need to really do the whole VPN thing because I'm bad about going to Starbucks and going, oh, hey, um, you know, or hotels, right? You know, we're always logging into the hotel website and, and you know, all of these various things. So, you know, it's, it's, and it's simple, folks. We're not talking about a complicated process. Nope. It's very simple to use. Great, great. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a wonderful time talking with Chris Parker. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.